Hey folks, welcome back for another episode of Fallen Badge. In this episode, we're going to go over the story of the murder of Tennessee State Trooper Calvin Jinks. Now, for this story, I'm going to use predominantly the information provided by Tennessee Appellate Court. So the information should be factual, Trooper Jinx was 24 years of age. He had two years and eight months on the job. The time of this event, January 6, 2007, he was assigned to what was then known as District 4 of the Highway Patrol. That district was uh, based out of Memphis. Now, on January 6th, he was riding up in the north northeastern part of the district, up around Brownsville, Covington area. Now, down in Austin, Texas, there was a 19-year-old named Orlando Garcia. Now, his best buddy was a 17-year-old. His name was Alejandro Guana. Now, they were looking to sell some marijuana. They had somewhere around three or four pounds so, Juana, he was able to get him a car, a silver Toyota Corolla. And they went on this road trip up towards Memphis. Now, they're, they're both armed. Now, Garcia's got a 357 Magnum revolver. Guana's got a 22 caliber revolver. Now, allegedly, according to Garcia, in his statement to the police, which, as I've told you before, a lot of times defendants' statements are self-serving. And in Garcia's statement, he allegedly asked Guana, he says, okay, what are we going to do? Uh, we run into somebody and, you know, there has to be gunplay. Well, his little juvenile buddy said uh, somebody attempted to rob him. Said we, we can't be afraid to pull the trigger. And he further stated that uh, if we get stopped by the police, we might have to do him. Now, that's Garcia's statement. So the two, they arrive in the Memphis area, and they hook up with this uh, female who lives in Millington, which Millington's a little town 
just north of Memphis on Highway 51. Now, this girl supposedly is buddies with uh, one of the two uh, defendants. So, she's wanting to ride back towards Austin. So, she's going to hook a ride up with them. She thinks they're going to go back. Well, they don't right then. They, uh, of course, they want to sell their dope. So they're going all over Memphis trying to sell the dope. They don't have any luck. Then they decide their master plan, they're going to head up to Nashville. Nashville's about three hours east up I-40. So they're going to head up that way. So this female and the two defendants, they head up towards Nashville. And they check into a hotel up there. Now they spend the next few days driving around Nashville trying to sell this dope. And they're not having much luck. They do find an occasional buyer for a little bit here and there, but it, it ain't enough money. And they ain't moving enough of their dope. Now, after being up there at those few days, they are so desperate for money now that Ghana's, he's talking about robbing a pawn shop or something because he doesn't want to go back home without any money in his pocket. Now, that female that's with them, she calls and she sets up a rendezvous so she can hook back up with her friends back in Millington. So now they've decided they're going to head back to Millington. And they're going to meet at the Jetway Market there on Navy Road, Millington. So the three of them, they arrive there at the, at the little market. And there's two males they meet up with, and they're talking to them about the marijuana. And these two locals from Millington say they'll, they'll buy some of the dope. And they exchange phone numbers, decide they'll get together later make a transaction. So now Garcia and Ghana, Gowana, they head out and they're head back towards Brownsville. I don't know what business they have up in Brownsville, but that's where they're wanting to go. Well, of course, they get lost. They have to stop a few times, ask for directions. Well, they continue to get lost because they're idiots. They end up on Highway 14, which Highway 14, as you get into, if you're coming into Memphis, that's Austin P. Highway. 
Anyways, they're on Highway 14, way up there in Tipton County. Garcia's driving. Guana, he's a passenger. He's armed with a 22. Now Garcia's speeding. Now Trooper Jinx, who's coming the other direction, he pops him with the radar. He turns around and gets in behind him, puts the blues on him. Now at first, the two defendants are thinking about just trying to outrun the, the trooper because they didn't want to stop with the dope and the guns in the car. And to make matters worse, Garcia's lost his driver's license, so he's going to get popped either way. Now, during this exchange, according to Garcia, he told Ghana that well, let's just see what happens. So they pull over eastbound 14, not too far from the intersection with Highway 54. So they're not too far away from Brownsville. Now Jinx, Trooper Jinx walks up to the car, speaks to Garcia, then he asked Garcia to step out of the car. Now Garcia, he gets out of the car, walks back, and he's talking to the trooper in between the cars. Now, Jinx said he can smell marijuana. And he wants to know if there's any drugs or weapons in the car. First, Garcia denies it, and then he says that, yeah, there's a blunt in the center console. Trooper Jinx, he walks up to the driver's side, and he leans in the driver's side door, and when he does, Ghana shoots him twice in the head. Trooper falls. Ghana's yelling at uh, Garcia to get him out, get him out. Because the trooper is laying in the car, half laying in the car. So Garcia drags the trooper's body out, dumps it on the road. Two defendants, they speed off and head to Brownsville. Now, Trooper Jinx, he had an in-car camera, so it has recorded all of this. Now, I don't know, 45 minutes later or so, a fella who'd been out coon hunting, he's driving down 14 and he sees Trooper Jinx's body laying in the roadway. And he calls 911. Oh, now while that fella's calling 911, Garcia and 
gone, huh? They're heading up the road. They get into Brownsville. They go to a Walmart there. Video surveillance of the parking lot catches them parking. And then uh, shows Ghana going into the store. And they wipe down the car. They, he bought some some of those wipes, clean the car up, try to get the blood up. Now they throw away two empty shell casings. Trooper Jinx's flashlight are in a trash can. Then Garcia, he goes in the store and he purchases a shirt, a Superman logoed t-shirt. Don't know if there's any significance to that. It was brought up in court later that there was. Oh, he changes, puts on that new shirt in the restroom and gets rid of the blood-stained shirt that he was wearing in the trash can. And then Ghana goes into the store and he gets some clothes. The video out in the parking lot catches him leaving the store, getting in the car, leaving the parking lot. Now they head to some section of Brownsville. The appellate court used the term the projects, which is a term that Garcia used in his statement. Ghana may have used the same used the same vernacular, but I I don't have a copy of Ghana's statement, so now they call and they get a ride from those two Yahoos from Millington that they were gonna sell the dope to. So they come to Brownsville and they cut a deal. They're going to lower the price on the dope. They'll just give them a ride. So they give them a ride. They take them to Nashville. And they go back to the motel there in Nashville and get dropped off. So they give the two locals from Millington some of the dope. And the two guys leave, and they're going to head back to Millington from Nashville. Now, the two losers from Millington, on their trip back to Memphis, of course, they get stopped by the police. Now, during the stop, the officers there recover the marijuana, and they arrest these two guys. And while they're there, when they first learned that the troopers had been shot and killed on Highway 14. So these two guys, even though they're, they're not very intelligent, they are intelligent enough to start talking because it's better to be a witness to a homicide than a defendant to a homicide. So they tell the, uh, they tell the police and TBI 
who the two guys are they think probably did it and where they're at. Now, Garcia and Guana, they go over to a local fast food place and they get them something to eat. While they're over there, they get rid of the guns in the dumpster behind this Wendy's restaurant. And they go back to the hotel. Well, lo and behold, TBI and Nashville police snatch them up at the hotel room. Now, they get statements, especially from Garcia, because Garcia's talking 90 to nothing, because he knows, or at least according to him, he's not the trigger man, so, of course, he doesn't want to get the needle. So he tells them what they did with the guns. They locate the guns. They get some of the dope that's still left. They even find some crack cocaine. So they recover the guns from the dumpster. They go back up to Brownsville. They locate the car. Now, they check the 22, and that's shown to be the murder weapon that killed Trooper Jinx. They get the car, check it, find blood in the car, and it's Trooper Jinx's blood. Then they go up to the Walmart, because now they got that video, because Walmart called them and said, hey, you might want to come up here. So they go up there, and they get blood-stained paperwork, clothing, Trooper Jinx's flashlight. Now they got a really good case. Now on... Uh, Ghana or Guana. Jury found him guilty, but they deadlocked on a sentence. So under Tennessee law, the judge had to go with life in prison. They had a choice between life in prison and life no parole because Ghana's a juvenile. Was a juvenile at the time. So he gets what's in effect 51 years. That's how long he has to stay in before he's eligible for parole. Now Garcia, he gets a facilitation of first-degree murder, and he gets a possession of uh, controlled substance, the marijuana. Now he's sentenced to 19 years. That's what he gets out of all this. Trooper Calvin Wayne Jinx. End of watch, January 6, 2007.